A diamond has long been a symbol of commitment, love, and trust. Isn't it time the diamond industry showed us the same values behind the scenes? Clean Origin is leading the engagement ring industry toward a brighter future, designing elegant lab-grown diamond fine jewelry that never compromises our values. A brand that doesn't just talk the talk, but one that was founded to make a difference, to offer a more environmentally friendly, conflict-free, and price-accessible choice without any compromises on quality. Lab diamonds are grown in a lab using cutting-edge technology that replicates the process of natural diamonds. A lab-grown diamond is chemically, physically, and visually identical to a mined diamond without the adverse effects of traditional diamond mining. And for a price of up to 10 times less, we don't know why you'd choose anything else. You know, I'm a Sag. I'm always going to say bigger is better. And with these prices, three carats is the new one carat, baby. Go big. Honestly, five carats is the new three carats if you really want to go there. You all know that we know a thing or two about engagement rings. And these clean origin rings are simply stunning, classic designs, and for a fraction of the price. From the color of your metal to the center stone and setting, you'll be able to customize every aspect of this very important lifetime piece of jewelry. Whether you're looking for an engagement ring or tennis bracelet or diamond stud earrings, Clean Origin has beautiful diamond jewelry that you'll be wearing forever. You can use code What's Your Sign for $100 off all orders over $1,000. That's $100 off all orders over $1,000. Go to cleanorigin.com and use our code What's Your Sign at checkout for $100 off of your order of $1,000 or more. Use our promo code What's Your Sign, all spelled out. Check out Clean Origin today. Welcome to What's Your Sign. I'm Julia Loken. I'm Stevie Anderson. And I'm the reordered structure of this podcast. Mm. Hell yeah. Hell, yes. Do you think anyone listens to this and is like, who's that last person? <laughs> <laughs> I hope so. <laughs> I hope everyone doesn't know who it is. They're like, that's a weird name. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, possibly. I don't know. Like, I guess I don't know. Maybe. Like. I know that like I started doing like a year in. No, I I know. I was like, it's always, it's always there, and it's like in the description of the show. It's very easy to find. I I don't think people think that, but I the amount of people who've messaged about where's the Aquarius episode, where's the Pisces episode. I'm like, you guys, we've done that episode. Go in the archive, and I mean, I say it just like that's exactly the tone I use in text. Go in the archive. Um, check the archives but then I was like oh well maybe they came later and they didn't check because we have a decent sized archive if you haven't looked in a back catalog but well, well, if you don't know maybe. <laughs> yes this yeah. is so funny like just like looking at you like this both of you I don't know I know it's weird. really helping me learn to like keep eye contact better uh than i do in normal i'm a, I'm a little bit of an eye darter i can't help it i have light sensitivity that's I'm, what an, I blame it on. I'm an eye darter <sighs> I assume that we're all like not really looking at that closely at each other <laughs> i know i'm looking well you guys are like set up in a screen next to each other so i'm like i feel like i'm looking in like the middle but also i'm getting both of you it's actually kind of nice oh interesting i have you landscape wait hold on mm. you guys that, are like a mosaic i'll take a quick screenshot you look like a mosaic it's actually like really cool and then i have this weird screen recorder thing mm. so there's like another one of just lisa's it's literally like a mini screen of lisa's just only her glasses um which i love those motherfucking things i just i'm drinking a, i'm drinking a clear mind kombucha yeah, 
clear okay. mind. Clear mind. It did slip. I like all that you have your name me. on it. Is that from a, a from work employee fridge? Yep. This is a this is a relic of once working with other humans. Uh, you were having to sharpie your own name on the thing. I know. I pulled it out of the fridge. Oh, I can't wait for all of the memes that are going to come out of this. Of like, remember when? Oh God, so much. For, I mean, truly remember when? When I'm like, what? oh yeah, I just have oh. to label this shit. It did slip on my cover of Demi Moore's uh, autobiography, Inside Out. Uh, recommend like any celeb biography it is not that well written but you know she's had a lot of wild rides so it doesn't it's just like really reading through someone's receipts and like just insane life so i recommend um i love a good i love a good biography like even a dumb biography i love it i do too i do think and maybe this will change like going forward i've like tried to make this a joke but i do not think people care Um, but I, I think that we're gonna not have good, uh, biographies going forward because of the internet and because of, like, us, uh, demanding that our celebrities be good people. Uh, yeah, because, like, Demi Moore's story is, like, real, like, local, like, it was just a different time, like, She's got, like, these 20-year-old parents, and they're popping from motel to motel. And then she had this, like, lazy eye, and then, like, just, like, family. Or both parents are just, like, super addicts. Like, not that that can't exist now, but there's a lot of, like... And then they moved to West Hollywood, where she met the director, Roman Polanski. Like, it's all, like, this, like, very, like, mystical, mythical, like, kind of background stuff that just feels like, how does, could this exist now? Like, it feels just, like, such set in a time. Well, it's just like you just don't have people don't have stories. I mean, I'm sure people do, and maybe that's very naive of me. And and I don't mean to sound like a okay boomer. Like <laughs> uh, you just can't you can't go and do coke with people in the same way that you did. Because I know that people for sure still can. But I just think that there's something of like documenting all of our lives, especially as celebrity, because people come already kind of like branded and and made and everything too. That we're not going to get the same kind of like oh, whoa, these stories are wild. Mm. But maybe I'm wrong. I could be totally... I think, I don't know. This is something that I was taught in my first ever sketch class. But, um, you know, they... They, like, teach you in writing to not say, like, a Seth Rogen type or whatever. Because it's like, is it Seth Rogen or is it, like, the next big like like actor mm-hmm. like what are you trying to say here like because Seth Rogen when he walked into his first audition wasn't a Seth Rogen type he was just a fucking douchebag you know what I mean <laughs> and someone saw that and was it was like, like oh I like the that perfect foil for Katherine Heigl or whatever right so like you you either you want Seth Rogen or you want like uh you want to describe the person as what what they are, you know, a stoner, uh, curly hair, worst uh, laugh black. ever, like yeah. just the laugh. Hey, I have been told that I laugh like a lady Seth Rogen. No, so please, you do not. Please, no, you don't, you don't. <laughs> Julie. I would. We wouldn't be podcasting together if you did. Just that's true. Just I do think. <laughs> I, I do think at a time, and maybe this is my Libra rising showing and mutable nature. Uh, I do think at a time my laugh was much more severe, stoner sounding. Um, mm. And I've been able anyway, to. Anyway, I think that those stories will get created regardless of like what, how it comes about. I think too, we think of this thing like, oh, she's meeting Roman Polanski in West Hollywood. It's like, who know? Who knows what he was then? You know, like yeah, that's it's true. Like meeting some douchebag in your UCB class that they're like, I'm a director, and you're like, oh, okay, Brett cool like whatever but they might be the next roman polanski you know I mean, it's, it but is that like hindsight hindsight thing of like you only have a story to tell until it, once you've like already become demi moore's story isn't interesting until she becomes demi moore and then you kind of go back and you're like oh i now i see that that was actually a really important thing so you can kind of craft your narrative to make it seem like this is the way that your life unfolded all of these like happenstance meetings ended up having meaning as opposed to like someone else's mom having the same stories, but because she didn't become Demi Moore, we're like, Oh, it's just my mom hanging out in the sixties, whatever. Also, you know, like if, if she was meeting, like, I don't know what he was back then. I don't know. So so this was, no, she met him. And then two days later is when he ran away to when he, yeah. And she was like, he seemed off and we all, and she was 15 at the time too. So she was like, 
her drug addict mother basically would pimp her out. It was like really fucking nuts. And she was like, yeah, like it's another one of these like unhealthy men my mother would introduce me to. And then like two days later, he expatriated. <laughs> I was like, oh, fuck. Like that's like <laughs> insane. That's like ins- that's just like yeah. insane. But I so think when people I, are like, I, oh, ghosting isn't a new thing, you know, <laughs> <laughs> like it's it would be such a different story if it was like. If I was to meet James Cameron today, mm-hmm. the biography wouldn't be like, oh, yeah. And then I met James Cameron. I'd be like, I freaked out for four days. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. Mm-hmm. It's, yeah. I think just, too, I love a good biography, especially now, obviously, with astrology. I'm like reading her. Like, she's a Scorpio. And I just looked up her chart because I hadn't looked up the full chart. But, like, Taurus, Moon, Pisces, Rising. I think so much of that relates into her story. And also, like, just about, like, being, like, basically, like, a teenage runaway of, and being in LA at the same time and seeing people act and get work. She was just like, I want a job. Like, it wasn't like, even yeah. like I want to act. It was like, Oh, that seems like a chill way to get paid. Like, how do I do that? And that's very Scorpio to me. Like not even like, I want to craft this. And I want to, she's like, I want that job. How do I go? I'm going to go get that job now. Like, cool. Like whatever it takes, like I'm, I'm on it. So, um, that's kind of like the, it, Interesting part. Also, I love a book that has the middle pictures. Like, it's just stocked of, like, love it. old vintage pictures. Just, like, super fun. But I think, too, like, um, you guys ever watch Documentary Now that, like, Bill Hader, I think it was, like, on Indie mm-hmm. Channel or, like, F- whatever that Indie Channel is IFC. IFC. Of, like, I think those time periods of, like, the 60s and 70s. And you see in Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, like, it's just, like, I feel like all those start with, like, man, it was just different times. Like, <laughs> you know, like, it's really romanticized. Well, it was because you... Because you weren't on social media, so people really, I think people are more interested in those times, not that they were, maybe I'm now reframing my initial kind of thesis, which is those times weren't any more interesting than they are now, we just didn't know about them because there wasn't a 24-hour news cycle, there wasn't celebrity news the same way, there was a little bit, but it was... Um, there was so much more mystique around Hollywood and celebrity because right. they really did live different lives than us. And now everybody, because celebrities are showing them so much of their life, a random housewife in Indiana knows about Botox and <laughs> uh, vampire facials and cleanses and things like that. And those were like Hollywood secrets. Okay, Julia, you don't need to call me out like this. But. You don't need to call me out like this, that I am an Indiana housewife that just figured <laughs> out about Botox. <laughs> No, it's- this Scorpio, the Scorpio in me definitely feels like it's like uh, wants to hoard information like that, where it's like people shouldn't have these secrets, yeah. but well, they should. I think. I mean, I'm always more interested in a movie or t- a book or television when there's no phone. That's like the yeah. most boring time. Like it's the most boring time to be in like film because it's like, oh, we have to use the phone as a device because. Like in like the big sick, for instance, like mm. oh, there he's sleeping over her house, and then he gets pinged for Uber, and it's like yeah, oh, we have to like remind everyone that we're in the twenty first. Like it just sucks. I hate it. I agree. But, and I know, love like, I love when a movie does it well too. Like I feel like Get Out was really good at being modern, but somehow it felt like it could have been any time. Yeah, as well. Well, because well, they're trying to look up. Uh, Kyle Richards' natal charge. To me, she looks just like Demi Moore. She does Moore. look like Demi Moore. So I'm gonna. She's like, Capricorn, right? I, I, it looks like it, but I, it's like my computer's so slow. Who it's is fine. This? It'll come up. Kyle Richards. Kyle Richards. Beverly Hills Housewives. Uh, oh my god! I got well. you guys. I got so wasted from our fucking party our online party that i like threw on bad girls club for the first time in my life last night and oh i loved bad Bad girls club it's good one of of my favorite (laughs) two two of my favorite quotes of all time that i think about all the time um are in one of them where it was like everybody was having a fight in the kitchen i forget which season it is but then someone came in and she was just like you need no context for this because it's funny and everyone's like fighting throwing drinks or whatever and then one woman comes in and she goes whoa 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 whoa, whoa. which one of y'all ordered pizza <laughs> <laughs> it's the best thing the best thing i've ever in my life i think about it all the time oh my god that's so i love that absolutely love that um okay. Leo Rising and Libra Moon. Okay. And, oh, come on. An ad right now? <laughs> 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 
There's a. Oh. oh, I'm sorry. Hold on. Someone would like to interrupt our podcast. Give me a moment. Oh, is it Deli? Oh, no, it's Scott. <laughs> I was like, that's too much conversation for it to be Deli. <laughs> They're having deep chats. It's so funny. I love you too. Sorry, we were on oh, mute. Um, you're okay. Did you hear me yelling at him? No. It was so funny. I was like, oh, is it Deli? And then I saw you having like a full conversation. And we were like, oh, no, that's a person. That's Scott. <laughs> this man just came in and said, hey, are you, what do you think I'm doing over here? <laughs> I told you yesterday. Okay. <clears throat> Um, Sorry for coughing directly into my microphone. Oh, you're good. I do. I do believe that I have the coronavirus um, still. Uh, oh, <laughs> yeah. How's it? <laughs> yeah, you definitely have like literally the symptoms. So yeah. yeah. Um, what was I gonna say? Oh, just to go back of like your Scorpio, like people shouldn't know things thing. I think the thing too that always like blows my mind of like the era of pre-social media was like, Dude, if you just, like, showed up at the right party, you could kind of wiggle your way into, like, a crazy new world. Where here, like, every thirsty weirdo could DM their favorite celebrity. And it's just, like, too much access. Like, it's not fun or special. Where here, it's like, I just yes. showed up and and this and the Beach Boys were there. And then it just all went from there. And it's like, what? Really? Cool. And there's, like, <laughs> there's fun to the mystery of it because it's, like, you had to, like, do research to figure out, like, oh, did you know that actually in this song who they're talking about is blah, blah, blah? And you only found out because you had to, like, watch a documentary and read five books and, like, right. put it together. And I think I I just like that instead of it being, like, oh, no, she tagged her, she tagged <laughs> her dermatologist on Instagram. And it's, yeah. like, no, you could figure out, back in the day, you could, like, figure out who someone's dermatologist was, but you'd have to do some, like deep diving and then you'd be in on the the secret world you know but like, i do think scorpios tell have good uh good tell-alls yeah you know who's the worst of like maybe the opposite of all this romantic stuff we talked about is ellen's just fucking generous like any person that's ever like oh my god viral video of a kid a uh, kitten's owner licking the pizza and then they like go on and then they're like in a target commercial and i'm just like no guys like not everybody like i'm just sorry not not every like let them have the cute vid, but I just don't. That's where I'm like a fucking hater. Obvious and also obviously. We well, all it's know. too much. I think that we're gonna see. We'll see it kind of go. Uh, maybe maybe swing the other way oh, in this, but no it's like it's too in. much. Yeah, well, I mean it's too Ellen much pressure like for everybody, right? What? Huh? Ellen is like notorious. Oh yeah. Oh well, as, like, the worst she, person. Yeah. LA that She's a huge does bitch. a joke about how Ellen got her fired from her job. Mm-hmm. Ellen is is notorious. It's like an open secret in Los Angeles that Ellen is a terrible, awful human. Um, terrible to her employees. She's not an awful human. She's just to her employees. To her employees. Yes. Anybody that's in her direct. She's a true people Aquarius in that way where it's like she yeah. is great for like humanity but hates people. She is allegedly a massive C-word. Uh, <laughs> allegedly. Mm-hmm. Oh, interesting. Also, I'm just looking out at Demi Moore's chart once again. Um, she'll be experiencing her second Saturn return. Oh, Close the door. <laughs> we can hear everything you're doing, and it's being recorded. Steve also just popped in. I was going to say, I thought I heard another uh, voice coming in. What did he have something to say he about that? He said that I Moore? sound like a. Sp- no, he said I sound like a spaz. He was making fun of me. Oh well, welcome to the. Uh, I guess Steve never listens to the podcast because that's like what. That's what it sounds like, honey. Sorry, <laughs> we're spaz. It's called the spaz. The spaz show. chat. We're gonna go. We're covering all the bases. Seventies <laughs> Laurel, sixties, seventies Laurel Canyon, Demi Moore's natal chart. <laughs> Uh, Ellen being a fucking hu- allegedly a huge bitch, and I say allegedly because honestly, Ellen classics. would. Ellen probably has like a scanner out there that like knows who's talking shit. She's like that That's level. Why I said some comedian in LA. <laughs> <laughs> I love that, but Demi will be having her second Saturn return coming up soon. Uh, right. In Aqua. In Aqua. Well, that's as good a transition as we're going to get, I, I think. I mean, I had to go for it. I had to go for it. Perfect. Perfectly done. Thank well executed. We are talking about Saturn's move into Aquarius, um, which is taking place. Will have taken place by the time you guys hear this. 
Um, but it is moving from Capricorn into Aquarius on March 21st. Mm-hmm. Um, it will be there until July 1st of this year when it will retrograde back into Capricorn for a spell. And then it will go uh, direct again in December, on December 17th of 2020, where it will be in Aquarius until March 7th of 2023. I haven't looked ahead far enough to see when it will probably probably retrograde back into Aquarius before it goes into uh, right. Pisces well, and whatnot, but we'll we're going to get a bridge. quick little preview. <laughs> yeah, we'll cross that bridge when we get to it. We are going to get a preview of the next Saturn cycle in Aquarius starting on March 21st until July 1st. Um, and then it'll go full tilt in December. Um, yeah, we've been talking about this. We've referenced it on a bunch of different things. We've definitely talked about it in chart readings because a lot of your Saturn returns are coming up. Mm-hmm. Um this will be for people likely uh, you could be a Demi and be having a second Saturn return. But if you are having your first re- Saturn return, this is likely because you were born between February 6th of 1991 and January 28th of 1994. Um, check your check your chart for sure, because um, as we said, there are retrograde periods. So you might have a Saturn in Aquarius um, pre Pre-91, if there was a the same kind of thing, usually that's how these things go, where there's a little dip and then a retrograde back and then a, a, a station forward, too. So you will have to check your natal chart to be sure where your Saturn placement is. Um, but yeah, this is the first time back in Aquarius since 1994. Uh, yeah. It's a traditional ruler for Aquarius, which is like... Um, I know a lot of people that ask the questions are, are really worried about their Saturn return. Um, it, you're kind of in a privileged situation here. These two planets know each other. They're not necessarily, not, not planets, but Aquarius and Saturn right. know each other. They're not necessarily as at odds as uh, another another planet might be, you know, or um, another sign might be. So take, take those little wins as you can because it's three years and you're going to survive it. It's not something you get to skip and it's not something you get to um, you know, like skate through, but it, it's growing up. It's getting, being in your thirties, you know, like it, it's not bad. Everyone seems to think that when a Saturn return happens, it's some kind of horrible, uh, news is going to happen in your life. And, oh, if it's in your sixth house, it's your health. And if it's in your seventh house, it's your relationships. Or if it's your fourth house, your mom's going to die. It's, it's not like that. It's, it's more like, Hey, like, finding value in those relationships. How do we communicate with our mom? How do we communicate with our partner? What do we do about our health? Giving yourself some chances to um, to get it right. Saturn, Saturn is all about karma too, and not karma in the like, um, you know, one-to-one way that I think sometimes people think about it, where it's like, oh, you hit someone's car and now something happens to your car. It's more of like, the writing is on the wall for a lot of these things where it's, it's more like consequences coming coming to fruition for the ways that you've been living your life up to this point. If you've never, if you've never taken time to develop a relationship with your mom at this point or whatever, then there might be an event that really brings that to light where it's like, Oh, I, you know, I haven't been caring for this thing. Now that we've had this fight, I'm really realizing this isn't a, none of the, none of the things in Saturn returns are like overnight. Maybe it's an overnight event, but this is about, these are about patterns that have been persisting for the majority of your life. These, these are things where it's, I think that's, at least for me in my experience, nothing that happened during my Saturn return, I was like, oh, where is this coming from? It's like, oh man, I knew I was going to have to deal with this. And I am bummed that today's the day that I have to do it. Uh, it's like, I kind of don't have a choice, but none of the things that happened were things that I was like surprised that I had to deal with these issues. It's right. like, these are things that you maybe think that you can not, that you've been putting off. And now it's like, hey, guess what? Time to stop putting that off. Yeah, I think like, I don't know, like Saturn Return was kind of like awesome. <laughs> like, because it's any and weird. We talked a little bit about it last night, but like, man, like just so much shit that like needed to happen, happen. Like, like Jupiter, like, you know, right before that is your Jupiter Return. And it's like fun. And it's like, what is life? Like, it just feels like very like out there and like, Man, like I think too, looking at where your what where, uh, what house your Saturn is in is like really indicative of like maybe what you might be really looking to put some order and structure into. Mine's sixth house, and I definitely like really got on like 
setting goals, like, not that everything has to be about produ- productive, but I can get really, like, disassociate- disassociative and, like, not productive and not. And also in th- terms of things like, get up. You want to shower. You want to, uh, like, do a little exercise. You want to journal. You want to do this. Like, and I think really, like, making myself, hold- holding myself accountable was, like, a huge theme, I think, for me, at least for me and my Saturn return. And, like, so much, like, I mean, we started this pod journey, there's so much good stuff and, like, crazy stuff that, like, my life looks so different than when it started. And I know a lot of y'all who've gotten chart readings have been like, I'm afraid. And it's like that stuff. We got to break this myth. It's like Mercury retrograde fear mongering. Like it's, we've all had it. And I think, I think sometimes like if you've been ignoring something, you, I think when people have that, like it really like smacked me on the fucking ass, like this big Saturn return. It's like, yeah, well, like I think the more you've turned away from the things that you've been meaning to like kind of like get right with yourself the more it's gonna feel like a fucking smack in the ass i guess smack in the ass is kind of well, good smack in the face <laughs> yeah no but i mean it's like it's it's tough love it's it's um like saturn is gonna coddle you and say oh it's okay you haven't been doing these things saturn is gonna sit by you you know i think about my mom i was such a procrastinator with uh, with school stuff. And um, my mom is an Aquarius. And I think about her sometimes being like, I'll sit with you while you like do your work. Because I know that this is stressful, but I'm not going to say, don't do your schoolwork. I'm not going to accept you saying, no, you're just not going to turn this in because you're overwhelmed. And the thing I'll sit there and I'll help you and I'll help you organize things. You can bounce ideas off of me. You can, I'll, I'll spell check your thing or like, I'll read over your essay when you're done. You know, I'll, let's, let's talk it out, but it's not like, oh, it's okay. I'll do it for you. I'll do the thing. It's like, no, I'm gonna, I'm gonna force you to, to do this stuff. I think that's absolutely right. I also think like, um, you know, like your mom's an Aquarius, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. I think that, like I was saying, like these two things are comfortable together like yeah traditional rulership here um it's something that they may not be like perfectly copacetic together but it's like thinking about this vase um as like uh Aquarius and Saturn as this kind of task and it's like what can your vase hold what goes in there what do you fill it up with do you fill it up with uh, self-loathing and um, what was me and this is hard or do you fill it up with uh, my good my good friends my good duties my my boyfriend my mom and all the people that treat me really well and all my good feelings about myself and the the things that I really like to do and I think you'll find out easily that like it's much easier to carry when it's stuff that you like you know you're not going to be able to carry a bunch of shit around that you don't like. That's what we call baggage, and it sucks. Well, it's funny because it's like the sign Aquarius, the water bearer, the vase is like inherently about having boundaries, which is such a Saturn thing where it's like there's only you can't you can only fit so much in there. So it's so it is like, yeah, what do you want in there? What what can fit in there? What's mine to carry and what's not? what's not in my vase and that is such a Saturn idea um so it makes sense that it is it is more comfortable there than say uh you know a Pisces which is all about flow and where does one thing end and where this is all bound this is all boundaryless where this is kind of a thing that it's still you know air and ideas and and but there's structure but there yeah there's also like yeah this is mine and this is yours I can and this I can only put so much in my vase you know totally what do we think about transit not natally oh like just oh like in in general yeah what kind of like vibes are we anticipating for these three years well of course you know these are going to be technologically innovative times um you know we're talking about this is it happening with with the coronavirus backdrop and i've heard so many people talk about how saturn and aquarius is like social distancing incarnate again speaking to these boundaried ideas and um you know time limits of of connecting with people but only in this capacity while still thinking about you know greater humanity at large how can we get our personal things but but think about everybody 
um, during the last time Saturn was in Aquarius, we had the first web, the first like WWW website. Uh, um, we also had kind of the rise of, of AI in terms of like fictional writing, but this kind of fascination with, with technology in the sixties when Saturn was in Aquarius during Demi's first time, <laughs> uh, we saw the Jetsons cartoon come out. Okay. So this fascination with with technology and and futurism and and things like that. Um, but we also saw a lot of role social justice uh, type thing, humanitarian humanitarian acts as well. We had uh, MLK's "I Have a Dream" speech. We had the civil rights movement um, in the in the '90s. We had the Rodney King incident, uh, and also the implementation of MLK Day as a national holiday. So there's like all of these things. I don't I don't know if this is accurate or not because I didn't research it but I I know when I used to watch the Jetsons would all the Flintstones would also be on Hanna-Barbera mm-hmm. and like that's also an interesting like view of the past with um like they they use the technology of like this bird is going to right like, its beak going to go down and it's going to be like an oil rig or whatever um, so I think that's like an interesting way of looking at the past too. It's like that frame. I don't know if it came out during the same time, but I assume that it did. Well, it's interesting thinking about those coming from the same creators too, right. of like that same kind of pendulum swing, because before that we have Capricorn leading, leading into Aquarius and this kind of nostalgia for the past for traditionalism and this idea of creating the idea that like we've always been the same. Do you know what I mean? This yeah. idea of like, oh, this is how structure structures have been the uh instead of looking to the future of like how different things are, it's like, oh, there's always been a factory and it's even looked like this in prehistoric right. times. Yeah. These are so embedded in us. Yeah. How, like But it's still so, innovative. But at the same time longing for that. And yeah, but it is still yeah, it is still innovative and, and different. It came um, out in 1960. So just before, so that would be still be, it's and the companion. Yeah, and that kind of makes sense of, like, because, like, you know, if they were real cavemen, they wouldn't be doing any, they wouldn't be bowling, like, <laughs> you know, like, they are still having fun and leisure, and they, like, hang out with dinosaurs, and it's, like, loving and all that kind of, kind of stuff. I think, too, um, again, my brain is mush from not knowing what day it is, but pretty sure the Cold War ended also during that time period of the 90s Saturn return. So I think it was almost like, what are we doing? Like, it's very like, what the, like, what are we really, are we like, are we having a Cold well, War? How boring. Well, like, hopefully, hopefully that is something that we come to with like our global economy and people just like, hey, why are we all like, why are we mussing around in each other's elections? Why are we like, you know, let's figure out a way to become better globally because we are, we globalization has taken over. We are getting disease from other countries and it's spreading around the world and it's affecting all of our economies. Let's see what we can do together. And well, I think that's very Aquarius. Well, we well all- it's the karmic idea yeah. of like, there are consequences to globalization. We can't act as if we are not, if, uh, as if our actions don't have worldwide reaching consequences and that's like a scary way for that to be happening but it is also like yeah we can't pretend like we don't have impacts on each other and that's a very Aquarian you know Aquarius rules groups and the these ideas of humanitarianism and social justice and things like that so it's like the time for acting as if we are even even country individual people but like the idea of our countries not having influence on each other and things is is done one of the shows that we are watching during this um downtime here last night had an episode about this influencer who put out this video and underneath like the the makeup tutorial video it's explaining to kids at like the lower frequency that only kids can hear about how to kill themselves what and is this Black Mirror? It's a TV show. It's not, like, real. Oh. <laughs> um, but I think we, we sometimes forget that, like, uh, what we consider an influencer, like, we, we use the word influence and we don't even, like, we don't even think about what it means. Like, this person might be influencing you to do something that isn't good, that isn't for your greater good or for, like, the greater good of people, so... Well, that's like, that's like the people who are influencers. You're both touched on things I wanted to cover of like, that's like the influencers who go to like places that are like 
um, ecologically fragile and like go walk around on the poppies or go walk around on this. And then you location tag and then that blows up the spot. I mean, even Anthony Bourdain um, in some of his episodes, rest in peace, like wouldn't name the locations of where he was eating because he's like, I'm not going to fucking like they get they're fine, but I'm not going to ruin them with you guys. You're all horrible. Like all of you are horrible. Um, and I kind of like, I always like respected that of like, yeah, I'm not gonna, I'm not, you're not going to yelp this to death. Basically. I'm not allowing that well, to happen. It's, it's boundaries. How do we, how do we celebrate something and, and uh, learn about it or be excited about it and not, consume it all it's not not everything is ours to have not everything is ours to visit and and how do we is that does that mean that we still can uh enjoy it and learn from it and and share and stuff like that but but can we do that in a way that is sustainable and in a way that's not um that's in everybody's best interest yes that's not appropriating other culture as well i mean i think we there are certain cultures who are more open to sharing their cultures. And there are a lot of cultures that really aren't comfortable with that. And that that's, that's valid. Like, especially when you're using it to make money or, or, you know, to make, create something and sell it on the internet or do something better for yourself. It's kind of like, that's, this is not cool. Like Mm -hmm. you don't need to wear that headdress, like just find something of your own culture, create something have a community and a cult, like, use that. Like, you don't need to take from other people. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I think, too, like, we are an ecosystem at the end of the day, whether, like, as much as we do or don't want to admit it. So, like, even, like, you know, obviously travel influencers are being hit really hard right now. <laughs> and But also, like, but maybe also it's- you shouldn't, like, spend all this fucking airline gas going everywhere. Like, I'm always thinking, like, Okay, yeah, go be a travel influencer, but you need to, like, tr- like this is me being, like, I hate cops, but this is my, like, being, like, a fucking Capricorn rule enforcer. I'm like, okay, then you need to take trains, and you need to, like, if you're going to fly over to, like, these places all the time, then you need to stay, and then, like, do it more e- ecologically. Maybe your passport, Sam, comes with also, like, a gas carbon tax that you can only put a certain amount of fucking fuel. Like, I don't, like, that's where, like, my head starts spinning, because we're seeing these cities who've had like even China like we like just the pollution it's like it is out like outstanding to witness right now well it's yeah. just that there are consequences to these things and are you really i mean not to say that you know we we are trying to do something that could be considered you know a frivolous thing you know we want to be entertainers mm-hmm. we're podcasters we're that you know not to say that someone's job and livelihood isn't um valid but it is also like well, if your job and livelihood is is part of you know exploiting. like ruin yeah exploiting marginalized people and ruining the environment then you might need to rethink the way that you do your job is there a way to be a a travel influencer that doesn't require you to exploit poor people and well, these these ideas of like well okay if this is actually important to me if this is actually what I want to do if I'm not just doing this because I like taking picture bikini pictures in Bali and on, you know what I mean <laughs> like then then how do I do this in a way that is actually helpful for people how do I practice boundaries around these things mm-hmm. I think too one of the things that Aquarius is really good at is being self-sufficient and I think in our current society and hopefully we're kind of unlearning this behavior during this downtime here in LA but like um you can't like pedaling your own machine doesn't create a lot of waste so like riding a bike or having like a a kayak a canoe like those things can be super valuable so let's think about ways that if we are taking an airplane somewhere that we're not just directly hopping on an uber and then a bus and then a car and then you know it's like we don't need to be putting out extra, extra, extra emissions. And think about riding a bike. That would be that would be such a cool travel blog idea where it's like, yeah, I'm I'm gonna bike through Portland for four days and I'm gonna bike through Seattle for four days and then, you know, some remote town in in Washington or whatever. Like that would be cool to see what it's like life on a bike or on a boat or on you know, something that isn't as as detrimental. Well, Capricorn energy, which like again, these energies have positive qualities i just think when you see like the huge 
like system going overdrive, then it's too much. Too much of any sign qualities is too much. Um, but Capricorns, we all figured out a way to get everybody the info and to do it the easiest, cheapest, fastest, um, least convenient. Like you don't have to sweat. You don't have to put any fucking real effort into it besides money. As long as you have enough to pay for it, you can do whatever you want. And right now, money ain't getting you shit right now. Like maybe it's getting you toilet paper. Um, but that's, I mean, that's pretty much it. Like, you know, like, yeah, money, obviously people during this crisis, this pandemic, who have money will be fine, but also like worth and all those things are definitely shifting of like, even now, like people are like, well, oh my God, will- grocery stores are so important. It's like, they've been important. Oh my God. Well, it's like, they will be fine t- until a certain point and a ruling class can only exist if they have people to rule over. And if there's so many of us who can't consume things, yeah. a consumer class can't exist without uh, buyers. Yeah. I mean, like the, the corporate class or whatever, not to say it's, I think it, they will be fine for a long time, but it also is like those people only exist by exploiting people below them. And if those people can't buy the things that they're selling us, if we can't be, if we're out of this kind of cycle thing, then we aren't as exploitable. Mm-hmm. And that's not to say that we aren't still, you know, at risk and that people won't be hurting and, and all of those things. But it is also like, yeah, if people don't, if people don't have disposable income, then like who that's what we've been seeing with like airlines and stuff like that, where it's like, yeah, when you are exposed as something that is completely unnecessary, not totally unnecessary, but you but know, like, what I, you know what I mean? But overused. Like, oh, like, like at the maximum, like activation you could be right now is like, is airlines. <laughs> yeah. And I think it's something that we talk about as an Aquarian quality, which is very like, um, no, I think that's why they get labeled as being kind of like weirdos and eccentrics mm-hmm. is because they're like, uh, you know, doomsday prep types. They're they're off the gridders. They're people who live eccentric, different lives because they're like, oh, I don't subscribe to that thing. This I live by my own kind of set of beliefs. And I these are the things that I value. And I don't care if they're what you value. I'm brewing my own. I'm the type that's like making my own thing that's composting, that's using these things. And I don't care if it looks weird because this is but I think you're weird for not utilizing your garbage in this way. You're letting all of this waste happen, and you're. Do- it's these things that are like, oh, we're 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 worried about appearances so much, and that's not actually what's important. What's important is is these things, and and what sacrifices do we make uh, well, accordingly? It's kind of interesting too, like talking about recycling or reusing stuff, like. How how much less embarrassing it is when you know you're right, you know, like mm-hmm. when you're a kid and and it's being pushed on you and you don't know the effects of it or you don't know you're right, like and you have to take some like wear your older siblings' clothes or like whatever. You're super ashamed of it and embarrassed by it because you don't know the impact and you don't understand why and where it comes from. Like to you, that person got new clothes and you're getting used clothes, but like. Once you understand that, oh, like, mom can't afford clothes, it's not embarrassing anymore. You mm-hmm. know, I'm more like, oh, I'll, sty- I'll like, roll up the sleeves or tie it or, like, become, like, make it cute and, re- like, become more versatile. It's like when people buy stuff from thrift stores. They're always like, mm-hmm. oh, yeah, got it at a thrift, got it at Crocs, whatever, Buffalo. And game. you realize how much people are not even thinking about what they're wearing because they're just getting new stuff. And then you have right. these ideas of, like, oh, well, that's not even, is that even style if you're just buying a thing? If you have no opinions about what you're getting, if you're not thinking through where these things are coming from, if you're not deciding like are you a slave to just whatever someone says is is new aquarius is still a fixed sign too mm-hmm. where it's like what are what are the things that are really of value to us what are, like what is important we can't be at the mercy of just like trends of of influencers saying this is cool today we're over this thing like this is what we're over it's like no what are we what are the things that are are important to us i also think okay a lot of things just popped into my mind but one thing I have to say, one, we're all, like, now, like, been, I'm assuming, again, some, maybe some people get up and do their makeup every day in quarantine. But if you are, like, please unsubscribe uh, now. Uh, but, like, but like you know, I think that age of Aquarian is, and I think we talked about style and stuff of, like, being yourself, coming, fuck makeup, like, growing out your hair, having roots, having chipped nails. Like, we don't have, we have other shit to worry about. And I was just thinking, too, of, like, reproductive rights because I think, 
I was looking up like when did birth like I just googled on the side when did birth control get invented so it started in 1950 like the inventor um this woman last name is Sanger I don't have first name and started oh Margaret Sanger and that was like a Jeopardy moment there Julia I appreciated that I'm pretty sure I mean I'll like I'll I'll fact check myself while you're well, continuing Sanger um, started in the 50s, but then in 1960 was when it first got FDA approved. So obviously after that, that's when it really took control of like, <laughs> yes, I was right. It is Margaret. Thank yeah. You. 200 um. points. Maybe. Uh, <laughs> but I think that's like another thing. Cause I'm just thinking of like, Oh, we're just going and going and no one stop. But I love this idea of stopping and go like, how about we don't make babies. We want to like, it's, that is a new, like even silver. It's like, how about we desegregate? Like all this stuff is like, I know it's like impossible for you to put in your brain, but it's like, how about Medicare for all? Like, it's like all that kind of like thing. Well, it's like, the, no. these ideas that it's, I think it's, that's the thing that's, that's interesting about Aquarius and Saturn is that it's like, it's both about freedom and what is actual freedom? Is it that we can say whatever we want or is it that individuals can decide on what their boundaries are for them? It's these things of like, how do we, how do we do the greatest good for everyone while not actually infringing on personal liberty, letting people, um, you know, again, on like the, the far maybe lower end is like a real libertarian idea where it's like, don't fucking like, I can make my own rules as opposed to these ideas of like, Oh, actually people function best when they are, cared for when their basic needs are met and then they're free to kind of decide what's they're operating from a place of actual freedom and choice as opposed to this i this capitalist idea of like oh well we can choose any kind i want to be able to eat wherever i want i want to be able to wear whatever i want at any time i want to travel wherever i want that's not freedom that's part that's being in a system that's not having a a system of values that's not having anything that you are are that's not necessarily more choice doesn't necessarily mean more freedom. It means more kind of like consumer. You're part of that like capitalist system. So how do we make sure people are actually the most free? Well, also, I mean, freedom is contingent upon safety. I mean, you're, mm-hmm. yeah, you're free to go outside unless, you know, there's some mad person outside with a gun, then, then you don't, you're not free. You're stuck in your house. You know, that's the, I mean, that's like the, with everything you know and i think every hopefully most of our laws are it's like yelling fire in a in a crowded theater you know it's like you're free to say whatever you want to say but you can't put other people at risk mm-hmm. so there's so, social responsibility i think that's like right. i love that that's like aquarius message at the end of the day it needs every it's like aquarians i love them for like marching to the beat of their own drum but in a way that's like caring and yeah they're stubborn but like it's stubborn in a way that's progressive. So like, cool. <laughs> like, that's good. Like, well, these are good I like things. It, I like it as the, the idea of like, to use an example of like, Medicare for all, or even just like making affordable health care. Um, we're paying for people's health care, whether, whether we think we are or not. So this idea of like, uh, again, this freedom of choice thing where it's like, oh, well, I want to be able to choose my thing. And that's, that should be my choice and that, but it's like, you're still paying for, you're paying for the, the consequences of not having the most amount of people well. So instead of being like, I want to make my individual choice be like, well, actually, if everybody has this thing, then that's like a choice we don't have to make and you can be freed up to be making actual individual choices. It's this perception of of like at the the choice itself being the most important when it's when the Aquarian idea is like, no, what's what's helping the most amount of people so you can actually do individual things that you want to do? Mm-hmm. I think too, if you're concerned that to that level about having the doctor and I I know um, because I know that women of color don't get taken seriously in a lot of places. When they go to the doctor, they say they're in pain and the doctor doesn't believe them and they think they're just complaining. Um, I think that like holding the medical community to a higher standard where it's not like if you don't get your doctor, you feel like you're not being heard because that shouldn't be a thing. Like it should be that every doctor should be at the level where when you go in and you say, I, I'm experiencing these symptoms, they take you at face value. I Mm -hmm. mean, obviously not if you're clearly on meth or something, but like, 
at the end of the day, like... If you're of sound mind, you should be believed. Like, that's like... We should have uh, the medical community to support that. I mean, I I rarely go to the doctor because I don't have great insurance. But I I went I sent Julia there too. The one in Echo Park is like it was brand new urgent care, and I was like so surprised with how well it functioned. The wow, was, like, good enough. How everything, <laughs> how smooth it was, like how they use technology, everything. And here, take a chapstick on your way out. Here, take a you know, it's wow. like wow, this is like really nice. And I would choose to go back there. But also if every place was like that, I wouldn't care. Like, right. Well, it's, yeah, that's what I mean, where it's like this uh, illusion of, well, I want to be able to choose what's good. Well, what if everything was good? Uh, like, uh, what if that wasn't the thing? What if we actually made forced things to be good? Oh, yeah. And then it wouldn't be this illusion of, well, I'm choosing something. It's this idea of like, yeah, well, actually that should just be a thing. Oh, it right, shouldn't huh? be because that's what serves the greatest amount of good mm-hmm. you shouldn't have to make choices about things like that also Those doctors don't believe that like women and people of color when they talk about their symptoms should lose their license yeah right? exactly that, you shouldn't that that is malpractice in my opinion i mean mm-hmm. there's like some doctor too who was like recently like outed as like a huge kkk member and it was like they were put on like temporary leave and it's like no like if you're ra- like obviously vowed to racism like they're obviously not going to treat patients of who aren't white like the same like that's like a duh I hate TikTok nurses I don't know if you guys know this about me they're like my mortal enemy there's all these nurses on TikTok there's some great ones who are counteracting the bad nurses on TikTok but there's some nurses on TikTok who like, like the absence the abstinence only the one. abstinence only one and then also this one who's like you're you think you are a doctor because you're on WebMD, but I know you only have a few. Like it's just again that downplaying. Like you know what? If that person Googled on WebMD and think they're dying, then treat them with some fucking respect because they're obviously stressed out and have anxiety. And be re- like, I think it's just this eye roll nurses who are like, uh, all these dumb idiots. And we have that. We all work jobs, so we all know what it's like to have people come in and be like eye roll. But you're a nurse. Your code of ethics is to not do shit like that. That is just like straight up and also wild concept that i think the pandemic is proving is failing is being employed shouldn't equal having health care so right now tons of people are losing their health care because they're losing their employment all these people that worked hard for years to build up union health care build up this or build up that it's gone it's just gone in an instant and i think that's just again showing another fatal flaw of like but what if everything was good? Like, I like how you phrase it. Like, but what if it was all good? Like, why does it, like, oh, I'm going to, I mean, it's capitalism. I'm going to buy my way to the best Where's, restaurant, the best doctor, the best this, the specialist, the, you know. Mm-hmm. Where where does the power actually lie? And that is what this Saturn cycle is about, is, is, is disseminating power in a better, in a better way. We also have, just to get back to some technical stuff, um, right when... So like I said, Saturn will be in Aquarius until July 1st when it'll retrograde back into Capricorn. And then it'll go back to Sat- into Aquarius December 17th. On December 21st of 2020, we're going to have a Jupiter-Saturn conjunction, which will be the first time since May 31st of 2000. This is a transit that happens once every 20 years. Holy shit. And it's like the great, a great conjunction. We talked about this in our Jupiter-Saturn episode, how it they are kind of seemingly disparate energies but actually when come together they are kind of the best of both worlds of this expansion and um restriction kind of idea so i this is definitely a more optimistic reading of it but that to me speaks of really big broad kind of growth of social yeah uh social welfare programs of of these big ideas of helping humanity creating creating new structures that really do actually expand goodness for the most amount of people with that Jupiter philosophical kind of um, idealistic, uh, optimistic energy with actual structure in place to do it. And I think what we've been talking about is that something like this pandemic is really highlighting that we can make changes. There are, there are things in place and we can expand those, those structures and build new structures that really help a, a new way of life. Amen, sisters. Um, well, I'm excited. I'm excited for this yeah, Saturn. Think, it's definitely going to be new at, at the very least. I think it's a good like goal and direction. And I think, again, we have all this other Capricorn stuff that I think is going to try to like 
kind of be like, no, our way. And then we're going to have the retrograde back into Capricorn. So I think, you know, I think there is not, I don't think it's going to be easy street. You know, it's like, oh, great. No, like we're absolutely. moving. But I think it's a good start. Uh, it's a start. And I think it's just important for people to keep in mind as like a backdrop energy. Like Lisa said, I think, you know, power is going to try to claw its way to not be, to not be disempowered. Oh, by, totally. I mean, it, certainly. So it's, it's definitely not going to go quietly into the great night, but, but we are going to have, I think, examples and, and energy and each other to kind yeah. of to kind of hold each other accountable and support and and show that these are things that are possible. And Aquarius loves using that technology. Yes. Barely got into that because we talked about it on the last episode. But, you know, like this, we're using all this technology. We're figuring it out, which is really cool. We haven't had the opportunity to do this. I mean, we've had the opportunity, but we haven't had the catalyst. To yeah, we, we haven't been forced to do it. We weren't forced to. And well, that's the other thing, like thinking of like, okay, so it's we all emerge from on the streets whenever that is, and it's like who, like who in Venice would want to put a fucking boat in there once it's like clear and full of fucking like, like, and again, people are, but can we do it in a better way can we do it yeah. like maybe we only exploitation the- of the system will always happen there will always be people that do the wrong thing or do you know what's not in everyone's best interest but that doesn't mean that we shouldn't still strive to do what is in everyone's best interest mm-hmm. that will always happen there is no reality in which we can totally get rid of that that does not mean that it isn't still a pursuit worth striving towards right like maybe we just take the boats out at certain hours or we take two days off and go back like who knows like that's the kind of shit we should hopefully all strive for together like cool we've seen what happens when we like truly unplug even though we're plugged in our homes but like unplug as a outdoor society now how do we take that like nurturing to nature into consideration i think it's like i'm glad saturn's moving in aquarius of all you know i mean also also they're not separate from that you know where things are going, but I'm glad that's where we're headed right now. I think too, something that we've talked about as like, um, I think maybe Julia brought it up. I don't, one of you brought it up on a previous episode, but like, um, that we take on so much responsibility for the environment as individuals, as you don't recycle and you don't this, but we're seeing all the corporations are shut down. Oh, wow. There's so much less pollution. Oh, wow. It really had nothing to do with how often I'm driving and charging my phone. Like, right. I mean, yes, of course, that's a part of it. And of course, some people have larger carbon footprints than others. Obviously, like, I'm, I'm aware of that. But I do think seeing these. But it's structural. It's structural. Like, grounded or not, like, not being able to go as frequently or not being as full. Yeah, that's a problem. Not, not like you driving to work and back. Totally. Even mm-hmm. like I have like all this like I'm gonna probably throw it out today, but I have all this compost in the fridge, and obviously the farmers market and all that stuff is shut down where I normally go. I don't feel f- like I'm like I've been doing this, and like I've tried, and I'm like yeah, and I'm throwing it out in the normal garbage this week because of what's going on. Like there's it's again it's bigger. Like individual actions are great, and I think especially when you know things and you can't unknow it, you're, it's hard to like just be like throw away things or do that or like not reuse but it is so structural and like that's the thing i love this this forced awakening that sounds like a star wars movie yeah is it? the force no awakens. but it is and i think that's <laughs> it that's what saturn that's what saturn <laughs> is about those awake, it's something like that the force the awake. forced awakening the forced it's, that's awakening. what saturn is about is about creating it's those karmic circumstances that it's like guess what we don't have a choice anymore the circumstances around this are forcing us to make these structures and make these boundaries and these are consequences of how we've lived our life up till this point in these cyclical ways and here saturn comes to be like guess what here's you reap what you fucking sow baby what are you gonna do with it Mm -hmm. i love it well and we'll you know see. what? We're gonna do great. <laughs> yeah. I'm saying I'm calling it. <laughs> I mean, I love that we're still doing this. Like I, at first, I was worried. At, at, like I'm like, what are we gonna do? And it sucked. I mean, obviously, we had guests, and 
I would, I, in my mind, I'm like, I want to save guests for in person, but who knows? We'll see how long this lasts. But this has been fun and it's doable. Yeah. Like, that's the other thing. Th- things are doable. We were, I think we were all talking about, like, oh man, those weeks that it's so hard to schedule for us, we could just do this. Like, we could, yeah. like, we don't have to fucking run ourselves to the ground. We don't have to. Like, but we're, it takes, sometimes it takes There's a fucking. There's a better way. There's a There's better There's gotta be a better way. It's my money <laughs> yeah. and I need it now. <laughs> Um, we're here also, for the. Mm-hmm. We also know that the audio quality might be not be its usual thing. Just yes, we apologize. That we're we're using Skype. I have an iPhone seven, so really, just you know, prayers be with me throughout this. <laughs> I, Lisa I might as well have a tin can. <laughs> it's a whole thing. I have an old ass laptop too, so things are rough out here, but we're making it work. We're making it yes, work. Thank you guys. Yeah. We're making it work. We love you. Thank you guys for for listening. Um, we will do this as as well as we can, and and we want to keep doing this for you. Uh, and we'll see you next week. Bye. Bye. Thank you for listening to What's Your Sign. Please rate us five stars and subscribe on iTunes or whatever podcast platform you use. If you like what you heard, please support us on Patreon. You can also find us online on Instagram at What's Your Sign Podcast or on Twitter at. What's YR sign underscore pod? You can also like our fan page on Facebook and join our friendship group. Questions, comments, concerns, or to book a commission chart reading, you can email us at what's your sign podcast at gmail.com. Thank you so much for listening. Bye. Bye. What's your sign, baby? What's your sign?